You are listening to episode 66 of Recognize Your Truth. I am your host, Lisa Williams. This is the podcast that brings you motivation and inspiration to act, think, and speak in ways that make a positive impact on your life. You are in for a treat, my friends. I am interviewing Mike Young of the Makeover Masters, and we get deep, we get real, and he provides so much value. So let the podcast begin. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Recognize Your Truth. Today's guest is Mike Young. He is the founder of Makeover Master. He's an entrepreneur. He is also an author and a podcaster. Welcome, Mike. Thanks for having me, Lisa. It's fun to be here. I'm super excited. We've kind of um, had to juggle our schedules to make this happen. So (laughs) I'm glad that we finally worked it out. 100%. All right. So let's get started. Tell me a little bit about the Makeover Master. What What do you do and who do you serve? Yeah, you know, I, I work with small business owners and entrepreneurs where their their business is stuck. Uh, maybe it's not working or it's not working as well as they want it to. Uh, they're, they're passionate about what they sell or how they help the world, uh, but they can't seem to figure out the real reasons why it's not working, why, why they're not attracting enough leads or enough clients or whatever. And so I come in and, and work with them one-on-one with some strategy and then after we get the business working, we help uh, make it pretty and do some branding and some websites and stuff. And how did you get started in that? How, what what made what led you down that path? Yeah, you know, um, I I think I started uh, I started in two thousand four, very entrepreneurial minded. Um, I was running a mortgage company at the time, uh, grew it from scratch, really, from from six of my friends and and myself to two hundred and fifty people, ten offices. Uh, that, that crashed in 2008 along with the housing crisis and very interesting times, kind of similar what to, to what we're going through now with the coronavirus and stuff. Right. Um, and, and at that time I, I remember I just said, you know, I want to, I want to do this, this thing, this entrepreneurial thing, like a lot of people do. I wanted less complexity. I wanted to work from home. I wanted less emails. I wanted more money in my bank account, you know, and and so I kind of started from scratch in 2008 uh, from a home office and really didn't have a plan or a vision of how it was going to uh, evolve. I just knew I knew I had the end goal in mind. I wanted I wanted to hang out with my friends and my family and travel. Um, I wanted to do something I was passionate about, but I started from scratch and it evolved over 2008 to 2015. I'd created over 50 plus brands. Um, in what I now call my self-discovery phase. It was, it was having an idea. Um, maybe it's coaching for real estate agents. Maybe it's a CRM for uh, loan officers or whatever it was. We would create a logo, a Facebook profile, uh, a website, and a brand around it. And we would launch this idea. And out of the 50-plus ideas, you know, 47 of them flopped and three did pretty well. Uh, so I began to see the patterns, like what – what worked? Why did this business work? Why did this business fail? Um, and I just fell in love with the process of it all. And, and in 2015, I decided to start helping others. Um, so that's really interesting that, you know, you, you just kind of had an end goal in mind, but you really didn't know how you were going to get there because I think that's all entrepreneurs, right? They have this big vision and they just don't know the steps of how to get there. And so 
you help them create those steps to get to where they need to go or to help make that vision come, become a reality, right? Yeah, and I, I, I think that's that's accurate. It's um, We all have these dreams, and so there's a fine line between uh, being optimistic and, and having a dream and being delusional. Um, you know, I... I went through the University of Hard Knocks, really, as, as I, I was the guy that was trying to figure everything out on my own, um, either too much ego or too much pride to be able to ask for help and stop and ask for directions. Right. Uh, and so I ended, up, I ended up burning eight and a half years of my life uh, and over $200,000 buying books, courses, seminars. And I still wound up in, in 2015 with a business that really wasn't working very well. Um, I was frustrated. I was burnt out. I was tired. I was depressed. Um, it was just a long, hard road for me. And that's why I love what I do today. So I'm going to um, back up a little bit because everybody mm. wants more money in their bank account. Everybody wants more time, less emails. And so, you know, how did you tell me some of the steps that you did to, to start making that happen? I mean, you're, you're sitting here telling me, you know, you were burned out, you had mm. depression, you know, you burned through a boatload of money, you know, <laughs> for any given person. Um, and so what, what was the, what turned that around? What, what mm. made you actually start taking the steps to, to turn that around? Yeah, I think, um, well, I mean, to go into your podcast, it was really, it was really the mindset that, that started to turn everything. I, I didn't realize it at the time, but 2008 with the collapse of my company, I went from liquid millionaire to $200,000 in debt in less than six months. Mm -hmm. Uh, essentially had lost everything. And my first entrepreneurial attempt, we borrowed some investor money to get it off the ground and it failed within five months. So the back-to-back -back experiences really made me uh, tremendously shameful. Um, I felt like, you know, I'm, it's my job as the man to provide for my family and all these things that we grow up with society-wise. And I felt like I was fail a failure. I felt like I was failing. Um, so I was deeply shameful. Um, and, and the courses and the books and the seminars and all that stuff I did, I now believe it was a very creative way um, that was probably healthier than doing, you know, meth or heroin or something. Right. Um, it was, it was a creative way to mask me not putting myself back out there because the last two times I'd, I'd really put myself into the marketplace, I'd failed tremendously and it's, it's painful, it's hurtful. And so in 2015, I actually started reading more books about, um, just what's going on in our brain and, and really trying to get what, why, why at this point with all these books and courses and everything and all the knowledge in my head, why wasn't my business still working? So I began to, instead of looking outward, I began to look inward. And so I read, um, you know, Brene Brown and Garrett White. And I, I started just reading people that were getting me to ask the real hard questions, which is what do I want? Why is it not working? What's going on? And, and really take inventory of myself and that was, that was the turning point. The, the turning point was when I realized this was an internal game between my ears. Um, I, I woke up one day and I asked for some help. And all of a sudden, I had 10 or 12 people offer to help me. Um, and that began to change everything. So isn't it interesting that, you know, when we come from shame and we come from fear, you know, we 
perpetuate that in our life, which is going on in the world today. You know, it, it's, it creates chaos in our individual life, you know, as a, as a human being. And then when you have this collective consciousness going on, it creates chaos in the world. But going back to you, so, you know, you're coming from fear, you're coming from shame, you're like, I'm the man of the family. And I want to speak to that in a minute, because that, that's something I want to kind of debunk this myth that we have about men and bringing home, you know, making the, the money, but we're going to, we're going to come back to that. So, you know, shame and guilt and all, all this stuff. And so you're, you're digging in and spending money on personal development, quote, personal development that you're out or, or business development, and you're not really doing anything with it. You're just in this perpetual state of, so, so, you know, where this hamster wheel. So tell me, you know, you start making these changes with your mindset. Like, what are the, some of the steps that you took to, to make mm. these changes? Yeah, I started looking just at, at biology, how we're wired. I, I started reading a lot of psychology and stuff. And, and, and so what I tried to do was I tried to kind of reset the table for myself. I, I started with my daily habits and routines. I started waking up. I, I don't do it anymore uh, as as often anymore, but I, sh I really, for a period of time, I was waking up at 4.30 in the morning. I was, I was meditating every day. I was journaling every day. I was getting, I was getting some of this crap, this clutter in my head out of my head onto paper and processing my feelings for the very first time. And so it's kind of like you said, you know, this, this whole stigma of how, how a whole generation was raised, you know, it's not okay to show your feelings your emotions, not okay to cry. Uh, you're, you're there to support the family, you know, like all these societal stigmas, uh, were rolling around my head. And, and really it was, it wasn't until I just opened up and just allowed my feelings to process. And I realized, okay, I, I spent the first 23 years of my life trying to play professional baseball that didn't happen. And there was some feelings there I had to process, um, the business loss and the entrepreneurial loss. There were some feelings there. And then, then I was able to kind of reset the table for myself, uh, started exercising a lot more, trying to raise my serotonin levels, um, and really just get my energy back to feeling good. And really, I think it came down to one thing really, which was a feeling of self-worth and self-love and, and just saying, Hey, it's okay. It's I'm things in the past I can't change and it's worth me having success in the future. Uh, and that's when everything changed because the previous years, I, I was always finding weird, creative ways to not be worth it. Um, not having dessert at dinner time. Uh, if we were at a family gathering, I'd always eat last. You know, it's like I'd find these weird little ways to punish myself. And once I started to love myself again, everything kind of started to change. Isn't that interesting, the, the extent that we go to to create, <laughs> to, to punish ourselves or to deny ourselves of stuff? I mean, it's, and I've been there too. So, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. I love your recipe of getting yourself and your mindset healthy, because those two are a lot of things that I used in my journey and in my path, you know, meditation, journaling, exercising, waking up early you know, focusing on the inner and internal self. And so I just want to reiterate how important those are in, in somebody's, you know, journey to self-love and to self-acceptance and to self-worth, because I too have been there, you know, where 
you know, I, I would make sure that the kids were fed and that my ex-husband was fed and that, you know, the dog was fed and the house was taken yeah. care of and, you know, always making myself last really and never putting myself first. And so, um, so when you started to make that, yeah, I, I think, I think I went through, I would think I went through a phase where I got okay in my brain. I said, I'm going to go through extreme selfishness so I can get to a stage of extreme unselfishness. Um, kind of that old phrase of you got to pour from a full cup, right? And right. so I had to take care of myself first. And and I think um, I think the two things, you know, I, I know your podcast, you try and add like, what, what were the steps, you know? Right. But once I kind of opened up, I said, there are two areas I really need help. One was, uh, one was in my mindset. I really, I, once I recognized that was the issue, I knew I needed somebody to help me there. Um, you can't give yourself your own outside perspective. And, and you, I really needed an expert, you know, I was an expert yeah. at certain things, but I needed an expert in the mind. Um, so I found I found somebody that um, helped me and, and I went through a few months of hypnosis and NLP and just different therapies to really kind of crack the code there. Um, and then I hired someone that helped me in the copywriting, marketing, advertising world and, and really how to run the business online. Um, and those two things, I was able to like it was really interesting once I cracked the code on on what the actual issue was which was between my ears started taking care of myself everything turned around in 18 months you know almost 9 years of work that wasn't working turned around very short you know I, I wrote the book I ran my own event I started the podcast all in 18 months once I cracked the code on the mindset stuff so isn't that interesting because I find that to be true in my life too once I started cracking the code, finding the recipe, creating that calmness and that peacefulness in within me, doors started opening that I, I couldn't even imagine. It, it was, yeah. it was mind blowing the way, and what I was able to do and what I'm so grateful, and I'm sure you, you feel probably the same way is I was able to recognize it, that I yeah. was able to recognize that these were spiritual awakenings, that these were um, and I don't know if you're religious or spiritual or anything, but these were, this was God working in my life. You know, mm. that's, that's what I was able yeah, to do. Yeah, I, I felt like I, it actually kind of blew me away that 18 month period. I got to the end of it and I was speaking at an event um, over in Thailand and, and just sharing my story, you know, just saying, this is what I went through. Here's where I was stuck. And, and when I kind of started saying, here's what I've done in the last 18 months, it just was like, it was almost like I didn't even realize what I'd done. Um, I'd went, to, I'd gone to 15 countries. I'd, um, you know, the the podcast and the event and all this other and the book and all this other stuff. And it wasn't about it wasn't about that. It was just like I was just taking action and connecting the dots so much faster that a lot of stuff got done during that time. Right. Um, and and I would just say to anybody out there that's stuck, you can you can really turn things around quick, but but it really does start kind of getting clear and really understanding yourself before you start trying to change other people. Well, and so I love that you say, you know, that you can't really, I mean, you, you hired someone to help you with your mindset or, or multiple, you know, different avenues to help you with your mindset, because I think we have this, this, I don't know, image that, Oh, I'll just help myself. Or, or, mm. you know, we have this idea in our head and I know not until I got coaching and I had done, years and years of therapy and believe me that helped but not until I got coaching did I see 
the move, the needle move exponentially, you know, yeah. from where I was to where I am. Yeah. I legitimately inside of a 12 month period unwound 10 years worth of bad patterning, um, unwound, like answered all of my questions on the business side of things that I've been, I mean, I was really, really struggling. I would go to events and seminars and stuff like that, but I was doing it wrong. I was going and I was just taking in more knowledge. I wasn't reading, meeting people. Right. Um, and, and at the end of the day, all business comes through other people and all money comes from other people's bank accounts into your bank account for an exchange in value. Right. So once, once I started connecting with real humans again, um, you know, things began to work, you know, it was really weird. You know, you actually start to add value to other people and just connect with real people and the dots get connected very quickly. Okay. So let's, let's talk about like, I have a lot of female listeners, but this mm. might help them, you know, just with their partner or their spouse or boyfriend or whatever. So let's talk about the male ideal or role model in society that we create all this we do it with females as well, but mm. I think there's a lot of pressure on a man to quote, take care of the family, like you were saying. And so how do you debunk those myths? Because really it's all created in our head. It really is. Mm. So how do you debunk those? You know, for me, I think, I think it was um, the foundational basics of some things that, that a lot of uh, people my age grew up with, which was, you know, don't show your emotions. Uh, it's not okay to cry, you know, like those things. I cry all the time. So it's like, it's like once I kind of debunked those myths and said, it's okay to journal and meditate and do hot yoga, you know, like it was, I was never, I felt like I was a closed book for a while. Like my mind was closed and it wasn't allowing certain things to just get in. Uh -huh. uh, my wife, my wife had told me like, Oh, I think you really like hot yoga. And I was like, eh, yeah, hot yoga. It sounds foo foo, whatever, you right. know? Um, and then I did it and I was like, I really like hot yoga. <laughs> you know, like, like, like who doesn't like hot yoga? Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, I think, I think for anybody, like for the female listeners, especially if you have a spouse, um, almost giving permission, it's okay to show your emotions. It's okay to cry. It's okay to, um, ask for help. Like that was a huge one for me. Um, asking for help was, was a big, a big deal in my life because it did turn things around so quickly. And the thing about asking for help is there's people like that, like, like myself out there. Mm -hmm. I know exactly how painful that decade was. I know how hard I worked. I know how much of time it took. I know what happened after I got help. It's okay to ask for help. And there are people out there that are glad to give it to you, you know, because they, I remember, you know, like one of my good friends, he, re he remembers 2004, like it was yesterday because he was homeless on a park bench eating rice and uh, dried rice and ketchup. Um, I remember 2008 and 2009, like it was yesterday because those, those were memorable, painful experiences. Um, and so I'm, when, when I get message from somebody on Facebook or something that says, Hey, would you give me a little bit of help or advice? Um, I always say yes, you know, and obviously there's, there's lines. I'm human too. You know, you can't get, you can't help everybody, but, um, but I, it's like, I, I really want to see people break through that. I want to, it's like everybody gets at some point, especially when they, they get beat down. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like there's an inner child or, or an inner beast that's dying to come back out and play. 
And so right. I love to, I love to kind of crack that code and then figure out the business model and get it working. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about giving, you know, helping other people because um, I, I too feel like, you know, I want everyone to succeed and I wish I could, you know, I wish my bandwidth was more than what it is because I, <laughs> yeah. I would want to do that for everyone. You know, and what I was finding is people were putting time on my calendars because I was allowing them to. And then I wasn't having the bandwidth to focus on myself because I wanted so badly to give. So, so it's kind of a fine line because mm-hmm. like you said, you know, you still need to earn a living. You still need to make money, but yet you want to help other people. And so yeah. let's talk about that a little bit. Like, did, did you struggle with that of wanting to give too much versus, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that fine line of, okay, where's, where does that stop? Where do I get yeah, very very, very much like, um, for a couple of years I was, you know, I would, I would get on a phone call with somebody, I'd help them for two hours. And then next thing I knew my day's gone right. and, and I'm sitting at, in my house, like, well, why is, why is there no sales today or whatever, you know? So I'm, so you have to, I had to develop systems. Um, I also had to build the business model to where I always, it always gave me energy and I always felt good about it. So like how we generate a lot of leads now is we do these little five minute reviews. We'll do a, a social media credibility checkup or a website checkup or a business like, like review. And we do these little audits. So I'm able to help people in a very short video and say, here's what I see. Here are things that are costing you sales. Um, and I feel good about it. And I do it, you know, an hour or so a day. Um, right. And so I'm able to kind of build these, like, here's, here's kind of my free help. It's an hour, hour and a half a day. Um, here's where I had to build some automation in my business where people could take courses or do some things on their own. And then, and they could read my book on their own, that, that type of thing. And then, and then all I do is offer more help. I say, if you want some more direct help, let's hop on a call together and see if we're a good fit to work together. And some people turn into clients. And so right. you, you just have to kind of build that, that for yourself and not just open up your schedule to the world or next thing you know, you, you are uh, very busy and dead broke. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And that's, I, I mean, I was yeah. finding that a lot of people I was allowing, you know, people to get that, Hey, can we, can we chat about this? Or, Hey, can we get on a call about that? And can like I pick you your said, brain? Yeah. Can I pick your brain? And I was finding that I was like, yes, yes, yes. Because yeah. I was, loving the connection and the networking. But what I was also finding is, oh my gosh, my days were escaping me. And, you know, I I had a period of time where I was in between jobs. And so it was, it was awesome during that time. And then once I, you know, had a full-time job and went back to work and then, you know, building my podcast and my, my business, I was finding that I was allowing some of that to happen. And you know, my days would get taken away from me. Yeah. And it's, and a lot of times it's very subtle and this is the same is true for business. Sometimes it's very subtle changes that, that really knock down big dominoes and pull big levers in your business. So you can build a little filtering that says, if you're this type of person, then go ahead and book a 15 minute call. And if you're this type of person, this is not for you. And so these little filtering techniques will, will free up some time. Um, same thing with the business. Sometimes you're you're way too close to your own problem. You just can't see something that's sitting right in front of you with change this, change this, and change this, and everything starts to work. 
Right. And I've had, I've had moments in my own business where I thought, man, I've, I've really got a problem with leads. And we made two subtle tweaks to a couple things in the copy. And next thing I knew in 24 hours, I had 57 leads, you know? So sometimes it's just, you can't see, you can't see from your own perspective and and you're way too close to the problem. Yeah. You can't see the forest through the trees. I mean, it's, just crazy. All right. So let's talk a little bit more about like, what's your, the name of your book and how do people get it? And let's talk about your website and your business and how people connect with you. And yeah, you know, everything's, every, everything's kind of, uh, it's got the made, made over theme and, and really that, that actually started with, because I, I felt like I had to make myself over before I could help other people. Um, the book started as me just journaling a lot of my thoughts and processing my feelings. And then it, it got to this place. uh, The book's called made over. Um, I I got to this place where I kind of looked at it one day and I was like, this is actually a book that could help people because I know there's other people struggling to ask for help or, or get things to work. Um, podcast is called the made over podcast. My website's the makeover master. Um, and so we kind of combined just like my own unique journey into, the makeover master, which was we we make over some websites, we make over some branding, but more importantly, we help make people's mindset over. We make over their business model first, so that we can get the business actually working, putting some money and and peace of mind in their bank account. Um, and then from there, the branding stuff actually makes sense because a lot of people will will get things to look pretty, but they actually haven't fixed the business model yet, and so. Uh, it's much more important to put money in your bank account and take care of yourself first. So I, I do want to speak about something because you took your personal experience, you know, mm. and you're like, I, I made myself over, I recreated myself. And so that became your brand. And mm. so, um, and I'm sure you probably do this when you're working with clients is you kind of dig deep into, mm. you know, what it is, what it is that they had struggled with or what it is that they're looking to do. And so, that almost finds the the way of of how how to tell the story based on where they came from. Do you agree? That's it. Everybody everybody pretty much has a powerful story. They just don't recognize it. So you've got to just figure out a way to articulate that to the marketplace. And and really, when it comes to branding, it's just it's just bringing out who you really are and articulating it in a way so that who you think you are and who the marketplace thinks you are are the same. The same, yeah. If you can do that, you've got a strong brand. And so um, I think I think it's always about that. It's not about faking anything. It's about tapping into who you already are and your your knowledge, your relationships, your team, your skill sets, your cash flow, and then building a business that supports who you already are. And, and that's that's where the word authentic really comes from is when everything flows together, it's all cohesive. So your story matches with your brand matches with what you do and what you offer. And, and that's where I think the magic happens. Yeah. You don't, you don't build the brand and then try and get the person to fit the mold of the brand. You, you find out the mold of the person and you build the brand around them. Around that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. All right, Mike, how do we get a hold of you? Uh, people can follow me online, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn uh, at Mike Young Makeovers. And my website is themakeovermaster.com. We do all kinds of free complimentary reviews for business owners. And so 
just go to the resources tab and uh, if, if you need a little help, we're glad to help. All right. Thanks for joining me. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Lisa, you're awesome. Have a good day. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast interview with Mike Young. And I really appreciate you spending a little part of your day with me. I'm so blessed to share this podcast with you. Thank you so much for joining me. You could get more information at recognizeyourtruth.com and you could reach me at lisa at recognizeyourtruth.com. I am doing some complimentary coaching calls at this time. So if you need a mindset check, feel free to email me. Have a blessed day. The music is Genuine by Julio Ortiz. And on a side note, he is my brother-in-law and he is doing some live virtual concerts on Thursday nights on Facebook. And you can look him up at Julio Ortiz. Secret time.